Hey everyone, welcome to Admit One with G Money. Today we have the founder of Muse Group, a DAO aiming to bring the physical and digital worlds together in creative and collaborative ways. After realizing his career in finance wasn't fulfilling, he started Into, the world's first organic social influencer platform. After a meeting with Kane Warwick in late 2021, the idea was born to take Into and launch it as Social Muse, and he hasn't looked back since. He is here to discuss the roadmap and seed round funding for Muse Group ending on July 28th. Please welcome Lucas Horsch. Hey, Lucas, I, I'm not sure if I butchered your name there. Um, did, did I pronounce it right? You've done a lot better than others have. Uh, it's Furch, so well done. <laughs> Furch. Okay, Lucas Furch. Uh, so yeah, so I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on to, uh, onto the podcast. Um, you know, I, I can't help but notice that you're wearing the God Hates NFTs t-shirt, um, you know, which was uh, a big hit at NFT NYC. Can you tell us a little bit about the story about your experience with that and, you know, um, and what that was like in, uh, in purchasing it and stuff? Yeah, so I mean, pure chance. Uh, I was staying at Soho Grand, and I was walking back uh, from uh, from lunch and walked past the pop up store they had. Uh, it looked cool. There was a big line. Jumped in, saw what they had, grabbed a couple of t shirts. Uh, never wore this one actually because I was like, I bet you like every cat's going to be wearing this at every event at NFT NYC. Um, and just this morning, I was listening to your Nine DCC uh, podcast. When you're talking about uh, utilizing NFTs to, uh, to understand the scarcity of a product and like how many people have it, I wish I knew how many people had this because it might have inspired me to wear it as opposed to like not wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. No, I, I I think that's yeah. I you know we've had a lot of conversations on that uh, offline and ways that I think uh, you know Muse and and 90CC can do something cool together in the future. But before, before we start, you know, getting into the roadmap and the cool stuff that you guys are working on, you know, let's, let's start at the beginning, you know, because uh, one, I think uh, you, much like myself, come from a background in finance. Uh, you know, you ended up leaving, uh, obviously, before getting into Web3, you know, l talk a little bit about like your experience of owning and operating into, uh, you know, for years before transitioning into Web3 and, and what that was like and what into exactly was. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. Uh, we both come from that finance background. And I just woke up one morning and realized that I was selling my soul for, for nothing and decided to uh, to take a leap. Uh, met a crazy German guy who had a fun idea. And together we launched into the best decision I ever made, getting out of the corporate world and, and doing my own thing. I haven't looked back since. Uh, into was a great journey. Uh, we were the first in the world to create an organic uh, influencer promotion community. Uh, we started in Sydney, scaled it out across Europe and the US, got up to 30,000 influencers on the platform. Uh, but then the good old COVID pandemic uh, took a, an axe to that business. Uh, the majority of what we did was in real life experiences, uh, you know, free juice at Joe and the Juice, a free haircut at Tony and Guy, stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, with everything shutting down globally, it kind of uh, put an end to that business. And then like you said in the intro, uh, fancied upon meeting Kane Warwick in, in Sydney and uh, the rest is kind of history. He, uh, he offered to, to mentor me, uh, taught me everything I know about the, the Web3 world now. And I mean, look, I, I fully understand. I'm, I'm you know, one of the luckiest guys in the world to have people like Kane, spoke here and Jameis from Pleaser. I mean, you uh, in my corner to, to help me through this, this journey. It's, uh, it's been phenomenal and I'm 
so grateful for everything that's happened so far. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, like I said, I think when uh, Kane was uh, the one that actually introduced us and when he told me about it and like, you know, we chatted for a little bit, I was like, all right, like, I think one, this is something that's really needed. And two, this is something that I think could be really special. Uh, and like, I, I'm super excited about it and stoked about all the things that you're working on. When you first heard about NFTs, what was your initial thought on them? I think like everyone uh, that wasn't you know, crypto savvy, I was, uh, as you've coined, a bit crypto curious. Uh, I kind of got caught in the, the whole wash of everyone just thinking they're a digital piece of art. Uh, fast forward to you know, meeting Kane and, and going through that whole crypto education process and understanding the, uh, the underlying of what an actual NFT is, I now fully understand. Uh, it also it grinds my gears weekly when you see on the mainstream media them just continuously calling an NFT a, a piece of digital art. We all know that it's it's much much more than that, and you know, very likely a, a key part to our financial future, our verification future. Uh, so much more in, in what it can apply to uh, to the, the you know, real world. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, and I think that that's one of the things that I think is super interesting because I think you and I are both looking to play in that uh, cross-section of physical and digital, right? In our own respective ways, right? And I think that bringing the tech out into the real world is gonna help people really understand what it is. Because I think as of right now, even like when I meet new people right now, like I've been meeting a bunch of new people in the last few weeks and their initial thought process is like, oh, isn't that pictures, you know, on the internet? I'm like, well, yes, exactly. but like it's also more, you know what I mean? And you know, I think like being able to show that to people, I think uh, either through what the, the cool stuff that you're doing that other people are doing, bringing the tech into the real world will be like super, super important. Um, so yeah, so I, I mean, I guess the, the question then I have is like when you went through, when you went through COVID and then you, you kind of, you know, it put like a standstill to your business. I'm sure like every entrepreneur out there, you're probably out there trying to figure out exactly how you pivot, what it is exactly that you do. Um, what, I guess, what, cause it's like, it's almost like what you're doing is you're doubling down back into the space, but like now realizing that, you know, you can create this whole ecosystem around what you're doing as opposed to, um, just kind of being, uh, for lack of a better term, like an intermediary, right. Of like connecting influencers with, uh, local businesses or, or businesses of some sort, what made you, or what, what gave you, I guess. Um, what made you bullish on the structure of operating in like a web three fashion as opposed to like your, the typical web two fashion that you were operating on before? So uh, I'm the kind of guy that if I'm not doing anything, I go crazy. So when we put into on pause ultimately to, to save cash flow during the pandemic, uh, I needed to do something. So together with a, a good friend of mine, we, we spun up a, uh, a COVID business in the UK. Uh, we ended up growing to be the largest private COVID testing clinic in the UK with 16 clinics across the UK. Uh, it gave me something to do during COVID and kept me like very, very active, which I was very grateful for. Uh, my girlfriend, not so happy because I did no fitness for like two years and just got myself a nice COVID belly. Uh, then November of last year, my business partner and I in that business uh, decided to part ways. He had a different vision to what I had uh, and he and his father bought me out of the business. So I went back to Australia with no plan on what was coming next. I wanted to take a solid like six to eight weeks off and, and refresh my mind. Uh, and I didn't get that opportunity because I met Kane. 
uh, I really didn't know what tokenomics was or how you tokenize something or anything like that. And Kane sat me down, we were, we were chatting away and he's like, dude, like five years ago, you threw this party in Sydney and it was like the best party I've ever been to, uh, whatever happened to that business. And I was like, oh yeah, well, we shut it down. And he's like, dude, I think we can tokenize this. And my response like, was like, what the F does that mean? Uh, so, I mean, it was a massive education process, right? Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm you know, a tech noob by any means. Like I understand technology and I, I am an eager to learn about things, but diving into this crypto world, it's a, it's a complex place to navigate. I mean, I'd be sitting in like Kane's office and he'd be just talking to me nonstop. And I'd have to keep sobbing, I'm like, time out, dude. Like, what does that acronym mean? Like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, okay, that means this. And it's like, it's difficult to, to get your head around this world. But uh, once you do and you, uh, you just live and breathe it, the nature of people that operate in this space is by far my favorite part of uh, the Web3 world. I mean, I, I do angel investing as well, have, have done for a while. And like everyone in the Web2 world is always like, sign my uh, NDA. Dude, I haven't had a single person in the last like nine months of me being heavy in the industry offer me an NDA to sign. Everyone wants to collaborate. Everyone wants to be a part of growing something together and like building different communities, whether it's like DeFi or GameFi or in the social space that we're operating in. Like, it is absolutely the, the most amazing part of this world is the, the collaborative nature. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that that's very like uncommon in like the web two world, which I was, especially when I got into the space, I'm like, wait, like you want, instead of seeing me as competition, you see me as a collaborator. Like that's incredible. Right. Cause like this, you know, the, the space is still so new. It's still so uh, um, nascent, right. That like there is, there's going to be multiple winners just like there are in the real world. And you can't necessarily, uh, you know, cut people out or like, you know, be like, Hey, we don't want to work with you because you're doing something that is your take on something similar. So I, I totally agree with you. Right. I think it's been an amazing process. I think you've experienced that firsthand with, you know, the people that uh, you're working with. And, you know, I know the conversations that you've had and that we've had together of like, you know, people are like, oh, well, what if we did this? And then what if we do that? And like, we, we brought it all together and, you know, did a collab uh, of some sort. So I think it's really cool. Uh, I think, um, I think doing these, uh, doing like a membership uh, type of space and, and stuff like that. And I'll, I'd love for you to kind of maybe, I, I guess, get into a little bit of what exactly is Muse? What do you like? And what do you see it? What do you plan on it to be in the future? Yeah, cool. So Everything's based around our DAO. Our DAO is going to deploy uh, a bunch of different projects over the coming years. Uh, we went with the brand Muse because uh, I guess you look at social influencers as the modern day muses from a marketing perspective. Uh, I truly think that you know the Web3 and crypto community are the future muses from the tech uh, perspective. Uh, so we wanted to base our whole brand around muses. Uh, that's why we're calling our token when it drops Helicon. Because if you go back to ancient mythology, uh, all the muses lived on Mount Helicon. Uh, I'm all about building narratives uh, that go alongside the communities that you're building. Uh, you want people to be able to engage and understand where the messaging's come from and where the like the idea ideation comes from. So uh, the first project we're rolling out is Social Muse, uh, as we've, we've touched on briefly. It's a Web three iteration of uh, what Into was. Uh, the way this project has snowballed from that first like catch up with Kane in November of last year to where we're at now is just, it blows my mind. Uh, and the future projects that we're rolling out, uh, 
uh, what that snowball's created. Uh, House of Muse is a private member club we're going to launch in New York City in uh, Q1 of 2023. Uh, we're negotiating on an insane space, uh, the top two floors of a hotel. It's the tallest building in Soho. Uh, it's the 26th and 27th floor. I mean, you can't get a better location. Uh, we're looking at a site in Miami as well to acquire. And uh, then what I really want to do with that community, uh, once it's gotten some traction and started to grow, is I want to allow the community vote on where the next houses come. Do they want to see it in LA? Do they want to see it in London? Do they want to see it in Sydney? Uh, let them be the ones that dictate you know, where we keep growing that community. Uh, and then flowing through to our NFT platform, uh, I want to give emerging artists and creators an opportunity to leverage off the, uh, the community of social influencers that we have. Uh, and utilize us as the launch platform for their NFT projects uh, so they can take advantage of all the influences that are on social muse to, to maximize those projects. And then finally, uh, I want to help people like me that were crypto curious and total noobs at how this world works to be able to have the, uh, the education uh, that I got from people like Yuji and people like Kane. Uh, and that's where I see House of Muse and the entire Muse group really going is to become for lack of a better word, because I don't want to be a finance bro, but uh, let's call it an incubator, a space where you know early stage projects can come to us and say, hey, I've got this insane GameFi idea or this like total new play on DeFi that I want to launch. But you know, I'd love some mentorship from the OGs like Kane and, uh, and Kira if it's DeFi. Uh, but I don't know how to market this. So I'd love to have you know, the amazing minds from the, the social influencer world to come in and help on that side. That's kind of where I see this going. Like, I am the luckiest kid on the block, right? The people that I've got in my corner that have helped me build this are heavyweights in the industry. Not everyone gets the kind of leg up that I've got, and I'm eternally grateful for it. I want to help everyone have that same kind of uh, opportunity that I've been given to to build and create things that are going to help us reach that inflection point, right? Bring us from this very insular digital world that you know Web3 is now, and let's take this to the masses. Let's go mass media approach on this and let everyone realize that NFT is not a bloody piece of art. Like, yes, that's one thing it does, but it's so much more. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love that vision. I think it's amazing. And I think kind of creating these uh, these physical spaces in different parts around the world is really kind of, you know, what people want to see. And I and I know this just because, you know, I you, you just take a look at like what happened at NFT NYC, what happens at all these conferences where people are, you know, there is this want for community and this space for people to come together. So I'm really excited um, to see what, what you guys will be working on. How do you see uh, luxury experiences evolving through Web3? I think it's been really amazing to see uh, heavyweights uh, in the brand industry uh, dip their toes into this uh, Web3 space. Um, and even like major brand groups like LVMH coming in and like being very active in the space. I think it's given a lot of credibility to uh, the Web3 space, seeing those brands want to be involved in this. Um, I think it's going to take a while for uh, wider adoption to come through. I mean, one of the biggest, biggest things that baffles me is why no one's actually done a ticketing system in the NFT space yet. I mean, like some big artist is hosting a show at Madison Square Garden. They sell their tickets for, for argument's sake, for $100, right? Some dude buys 20 of them and the next day they're, day they're reselling on StubHub for like $1,000. But the artist, the venue, the management, none of them get any money out of that. It all goes to this scalper that like bought 10 tickets. I, 
baffles me that like Ticketmaster or one of these behemoths hasn't like like aped into to do something in that space because it just is there for the taking, right? Let's make sure that like secondary markets are going back to reward the people that are the creators of them. And I mean, music ticketing is just one idea that popped into my head. I'm no expert in that space. There's probably barriers to entry. I'm sure there are as in, as in anything that you do. But like, if you're looking at these luxury brands wanting to uh, to tap into this market, I think it's a huge like tick of approval that they've already dipped their toes in. And I mean, not to like blow smoke up your rear end. Uh, not sure if I'm allowed to swear on the show. Uh, like, you're you're a pioneer in this space, right? Like, huge brands love you and they already want to work with you. And it's it's going to take people like you to to help them reach an inflection point where it becomes a uh, a part and parcel of what they do with their brands. Right. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you there, right? Where it's, I do think that us as the crypto natives are going to be the ones that are pushing the boundaries, right? Which is why I've always operated in doing the stuff that I think would be cool that I want to see, that I think others want to see. And if I can provide some sort of proof of concept, even on a really small scale, that that at least can empower and, you know, give like an aha moment to somebody else that's like, oh, well, what if we did this on a much larger scale? Because look at what happened on, you know, this, this small scale within the space and we could utilize the same mechanics. And that's how you get that, that mainstream adoption, right? Because like, I think like as brands come into the space, they have a lot of brand equity on the line, right? So, you know, like there's a lot, a lot for them to lose if they mess it up. And so they kind of need to have help from, you know, crypto natives like yourself, like myself, that understand the space that are op operating on a much smaller scale than they are, but at least doing proof of concept so they can be like, oh, well, we can like, we can scale this. This is something that's scalable and we can do something cool around like a mechanic that we know works, right? But I mean, like, like look at authenticity, right? Like you walk down Broadway and Canal in New York City and it's just like the whole corners are covered in street vendors selling like knockoff Dior, knockoff like LV bags, right? And they're good knockoffs. During NFT NYC, I bought my girlfriend the, this Dior toad that she's always wanted from one of those street sellers, like as a joke. I got her the real one as well. I'm, I'm not an asshole, but I bought her the fake one just to like see if she would notice. She couldn't tell at all. And if you're one of these like major brands, right? It's got to be like a dagger in the in the side to like see these street vendors, and they're not selling them for cheap either. Like these dudes are trying to knock these things off for like three, four hundred dollars. Like I bargained my way down a lot lower than that. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fool, but imagine buying that Dior tote from Dior and being able to have an NFT that comes with it to prove its authenticity, so that when you have your resale market, you're being able to say, "Hey, this is why it's real," and not have someone try and knock off a fake one to you for like two grand. It's it just makes absolute sense that they should be like ad adopting this whole uh, verification uh, methodology more than anyone in the world. Right. Yeah. And that's been literally my thesis from the start. And really like, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, the stuff that, you know, I just announced last week and stuff that I'm working on. I've been thinking about it since like day one, because this is something like yourself, I want to see as a consumer. Right. And it's like, if I want to see it, I don't think I'm the only yeah. person on the planet that wants to see it. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to see it, right? Because it's like, that's one of the things that like, you know, if, you know, got like the shirt you're wearing, right? Like technically somebody could screen print that and sell knockoff versions of it as many times as they Easy. want. It's like, how do you verify it's the original? So to me, I think it's personally, it's something that I think is cool. I think we'll see a lot more adoption of it going forward just because of the nature of it and humans 
humans like that, right? You want to know that what you're wearing is something special, especially if you're paying a premium for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, like Rolex watches, right? Their price value goes up insanely the moment you walk out of the store with it. And the resale market is massive everywhere for them. But you see so many watches that are selling without papers and they claim that they've been authenticated and so on and so forth. But like you're dropping 10, 20 grand on a watch. You want to know that thing is legit. NFT technology solves that problem and it's like absolutely verifiable. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And so not to switch gears for a second, but I, you know, I want to talk about a little bit about NFT NYC and, you know, what, you know, I know you were there. I sadly missed it. And I know you took a little bit of inspiration away from that. Can you explain how you drew inspiration from attending parties at NFT NYC? Yeah, definitely. Um, NFT NFC was my second conference I went to. First one was permissionless uh, down in Miami. And the overall experiences I've had at events are that you've got a superstar DJ there at almost all of them or performer. <coughs> but it's um, the experiences that you walk away with are like, oh, cool, I saw Disclosure. Oh, cool, I saw Diplo. You don't actually talk about the brand that hosted the event. Uh they also don't really do anything at those events to promote themselves. They're all just so excited about, you know, Disclosure DJing. And don't get me wrong, like Disclosure is cool. And like, I'm super pumped to ever see him play. But uh, I kind of realized that there was a bit of a gap in the market there to assist crypto companies in curating better events. And it all came to a head uh, with the event we threw in New York. Um, we did an event over in Brooklyn on the uh, the Coda Rooftop Hotel uh, it was fun, right? Just a fun crowd of people that came down, had a great time, great DJ, good music, uh, great drinks, and everyone like getting along and chatting. And I had countless founders uh, that I'd met throughout the, the week in New York come along to the event and come up to me and say, dude, like, this is the best crypto event we've ever been to. I mean, like bread and butter for Into was curating events to keep our influencers excited and creating content. So putting that event together was, it was a walk in the park for me. So... I think there's a real opportunity in this space and something that we plan to add in as an auxiliary business is allowing uh, crypto companies to come to us and say, hey, work with us on creating an event. <coughs> Excuse me. Make sure that the right crowd show, make sure that people walk away saying like talking about the actual company rather than saying, you know, Diplo rolled through. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. I, and I think uh, that's one of the things I noticed from, from watching from afar and watching the stories and the, the posts of everyone is it seems like there was a lot of money spent on uh, production value that, you know, probably, you know, I personally think maybe could have been used, but it could have been better allocated uh, towards uh, their, their respective ecosystems uh, rather than like a three or four hour party for one night. I mean, dude, like, putting our old finances hat on, like we would crucify these guys if, they, if we were investing in them for dropping the kind of cash they drop on events. Right. Yeah. No, it's funny. Cause I, I had that conversation with, uh, with somebody on my team uh, the week after where it's like, you know, the production value was great, but like, you know, again, ter- like you said, ter- putting the finance hat on is like, you know, what's your ROI on that? Like what, you know, where, where, what do you expect to get out of that? And if all it is, is just a couple good tweets, it's probably not the best use of cash, right? And it's like what, you know, and I think that we're gonna see the space mature of, you know, spending money on quality things and quality experiences 
uh, and doing it responsibly and not just like being like, oh, well, like this is our treasury, you know, let's blow, you know, X percentage of it on, on a party. Uh, that's, that's good, but I just don't think it's sustainable. I totally agree. And I, I think that if we want to reach that inflection point of where the mainstream are going to adopt what we're doing in this uh, Web3 world, we need to be much more pragmatic about the way that we're uh, executing that, right? Throwing like lavish parties and having you know, huge international acts perform at them it is not going to hit the mark, right? Uh, and there was a lot of media that went out about, uh, I think it's called World of Women uh, during NFT NYC. Uh, they had Madonna come and all the press that went out was about Madonna doing an event for Pride, not about like the Web3 community of World of Women. Like they just missed out on this huge opportunity and, and you know, God knows how much Madonna charges to come to an event. Uh, it's just a shame that they're not maximizing what they could be doing in this space. And we've already had some really wonderful conversations with some founders out there that came to my event and want us to, to help them put on events that actually promote their brand so that the guests that they invite and the people that we can bring along are going to promote that exciting brand rather than talking about how awesome it was to see disclosure to a party with only like 200 people there. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. So I think that's, that's a good segue to, to talk about, you know, how you plan to evolve the Muse Group brand, right? You know, that, like, if you could kind of, I, I know it, if you could break it down a little bit of like, you know, what is, you know, Social Muse, House of Muse, Muse Dow, kind of how they're all interconnected and how, you know, that ecosystem will be like, you know, building and playing out together. Yeah, so like, just like you, I'm really focused on building a, a really enriched community. Uh, so everything that Muse Group uh, executes will be exclusive communities uh, so that everyone that operates within those ecosystems is excited about delivering uh, to the community. So starting off with Social Muse uh, is an invite-only uh, social influence uh, content uh, creation platform. Uh, we're very lucky that we were able to pivot from into across to social muse. Uh, so we have around 20,000 content creators that are coming over onto the platform uh, pretty much from day one. Uh, then any new applicants will go through a vetting process uh, where they'll have to you know, provide links to their socials and go do sort of a, a brief intro about who they are. Because I wanna make sure that that community is a really enriched community of content creators because they're a key part, in my opinion, to elevating Web3 to the, uh, the masses. Uh, Social Muse is uh, a tokenized influencer organic content creation platform, just like Intu was, uh, except we've plugged in some really fun tokenomics around it uh, that more than anything, I think, uh, will help us elevate the engagement rates of the community more than we were able to achieve with Intu. Uh, so every influencer that signs up uh, will get a token drop uh to start off with and then they'll go out onto the app and they'll discover opportunities uh if they choose to redeem an opportunity uh, and i'm going to use joe and the juice as an example here because you know they're one of our global partners and a brand that pretty much everyone knows uh based on your level of reach uh, so your followers either on instagram TikTok, youtube whatever the, the medium may be uh you'll receive an offer you know someone with a smaller following gets a small juice someone with a larger following gets a larger juice you know, an Uber influencer with, you know, a, a large, large following might get, you know, two sandwiches and two large juices. If you choose to create content after you redeem that free offer from Joe and the Juice, uh, you'll then be uh, rewarded uh, with tokens uh, from 
the uh, the business that uh, was presenting the offer. So each business, when they sign up, is going to get a token drop to get them started. Uh, once they see the interactions, enjoy the interactions, they'll be able to re-up their token balances by buying, uh, buying tokens from the treasury. Uh, the algorithm we wrote uh, for the, the tokenomics around this was really clever. Uh, we don't just look at your follower number. We dive into the demographic of the followers. Uh, so if you're based in New York City and you post about Joe and the Juice, but your followers are all based in Brazil or Thailand or you know, God knows where, the value of your content for that brand is not as high as someone that might have a much smaller following. Uh, but is much more centric to the US market, in particular New York, in this example. Uh, so you'll be rewarded based on the value you've created for that business and its location. Um, I don't want my uh, content creators to then be off-ramping that fiat straight into, uh, sorry, off-ramping the crypto straight to fiat. Uh, so we've built a lot of gamification into what they can then use that crypto for internally. You know, uh, you can buy your way up into a higher tier of offering. So get a large juice instead of a small juice. Uh, we do loads of events, both internally and then externally for brands. Uh, so, you know, you can upgrade your account to be able to see event invite accesses. And then probably the coolest thing we've done is kind of to create a, uh, a verification that you're going to show up for a higher ticket value item. So let's say, for example, you know, an expensive haircut or a night at a hotel that has an intrinsic value of, you know, three, four hundred US dollars. Uh, it sucks when an influencer doesn't show up for those things. So if you want to redeem one of those offers uh, and you're an influencer, you'll be required to stake your tokens uh, or an amount of your tokens, rather. If you then don't show up for that hotel or that haircut, uh, the business that was presenting that offer will receive your tokens. Kind of like putting a credit card down for a reservation when you go out to dinner, right? Uh, except uh, keeping it in the Web3 space and within the community. Um, so super excited to roll that out. It's kind of a bit of a walk in the park for us because we did that through Into for so long. Um, and really excited to do a sort of an education piece around the, uh, the influencer world. Um, it was super rewarding uh, over the last few months as we started rebuilding that influencer community for Social Muse. Um, I started reaching out to all the major talent agencies that we have relationships with, and their response kind of knocked me off my seats. They all said to me, like, dude, we're so excited that you're doing this in the Web3. All of our models, all of our influencers, all of our content creators love the web3 space they're going to be so excited about this and they weren't wrong like the conversations we've had as we we're going through beta testing and, and putting this together was mind-blowing how like supportive and excited all of these influencers are about being involved in a web3 project that is central to what they do which is content creation so i'm really hopeful that this project in, in social muse will be the the catalyst into taking uh web3 adoption into the, the you know excuse me, into the masses. Um, I can roll straight into House of Muse or do you, do you want to talk about Social Muse anymore? Well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think House of Muse is probably the next good good thing to talk about because my next question is like, okay, what if I'm not a social influencer, right? And I want to be involved in the ecosystem. How, what are the opportunities for, for someone that's not to kind of get involved? Perfect point, man. Uh, and that's where House of Muse plugs in, right? Uh, I still want it to be uh, an exclusive community. I mean, just like you did with Admit One, right? You wanted to make sure that the people that were part of that very like limited community uh, are people that are going to contribute and help it grow. So I'll quite happily accept an application from anyone to join the House of Muse, uh, which is our private member club. Uh, 
not only will we have the physical space in New York City uh, coming in Q1 of next year, uh, we're doing a pop-up in September, uh, crossing from Fashion Week in early September all the way through to Mainnet at the end of September. I know we've talked about doing some cool stuff with 9DCC uh, during Fashion Week and pumped to do something around that. Um, I want that to act as the, uh, the teaser for House of Muse. Anyone uh, that comes in and invests uh, even a tiny amount into uh, the current funding pool that we're doing, and we'll chat about that a bit later, uh, will be able to come in and experience that House of Muse uh, and see what it's all about and start understanding what the community is going to be around. And then uh, towards the end of this year, we'll start dropping the House of Muse NFTs, which will be the uh, limited number of NFTs that will get you access into the community. So anyone that's excited about being a, you know, a community member, wanting to help uh, bring that inflection point that we're all you know, seeking to come as soon as possible, uh, which is where I see House of Muse and Social Muse coming together, right? You're going to have that intimate community of, of amazing Web3 thinkers that are going to be inside the house coming through the House of Muse NFT. And you've got the community of Social Muse, all of whom will have the ability to access one day passes to come into the House of Muse and engage with that, uh, that Web3 community, learn from them, collaborate with them, create with them, and, uh, and take what we're all doing in this, this kind of insular space into a, a much larger world of, of adoption. Um, I think physical spaces uh, are the best place for that to happen. Although in saying that, we'll definitely have you know, digital uh, meetups as well. Um, fully understand that our community is not just going to be based in the US, and that's where we're going to be focusing our rollout of House of Muse. Um, and I don't want to miss out on the best crypto thinkers from Australia and Asia and the Middle East and, and Europe, right? So, uh, and South America, I don't want to miss them out either, right? There's there's a world of people out there that I want to bring into this community. Uh, and I want to make sure that they're of the same kind of mindset, like me, like you, like the, the people that we've been building our community around so far for, for the Muse group. Because together we can we can really create something that's, going to help us reach that inflection point and go to the next level. Right. And I think that's, I think that's super cool of, it's like you're acting as this great conduit and this great connector, right. Of getting uh, people that are crypto native to start interacting with people that have like wide reach outside of the crypto space and one helping onboard them. But then two is like bringing them into an ecosystem that, uh, like to me, it makes sense of like, you know, kind of even like the whole uh, putting down the credit card, right? Like, or, or you know, staking the tokens would be equivalent of putting down a credit card. Like I know, like when I make a reservation to a place and I have to put down the credit card and I get charged like a hundred or 200 bucks, even if I don't show, right? Like you're more likely to show because there's actually, you know, cash on the line that you have to pay no matter what. And I do think that by creating this ecosystem like that, you're, you're able to not guarantee, but, you know, increase the odds that I'm sure that you probably, you probably have a way better uh, idea of what that, um, you know, non, that no show percentage is in the current system and, you know, what that will change and look like in, in a future system where there's actually, you know, staking of tokens and, and things like that. Right. Exactly. And I, I think that's, once that adoption comes and people become a lot more comfortable with how do you use an NFT for your daily life, uh, it's going to be a, a snowball effect. Uh, we talked about brands adopting it uh, and how they've dipped their toes in early. <coughs> Getting the, the wider community of, of people in the, in the world to 
to adopt this technology and make it a part of their everyday life. I mean, we all have a smartphone. It's, it's at the tip of our fingers. It's, it's not out of the ordinary for us to pivot into, into this space. So I don't think we're far off. And I, I think helping become a catalyst for that change is something I'd be really proud of doing. And working alongside uh, heavyweights like you and, and some of the other people I've mentioned before, I think will hopefully help us get to that place uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. And, and so I think that's incredible. And then how does this all tie in with MuseDAO? So we've, you know, we've spoken to a, a couple of these different sections and then how does it all tie in together? Look, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I, I think the, the future is all about nurturing uh, younger people to come into this space and, and help them grow. Uh, MuseDAO for me is a, a vehicle to, to help facilitate that. Uh, we'll deploy social muse and bring on that community in the, uh, the content creator space. We'll deploy house of muse and create physical spaces for ideas to grow. Uh, and then we'll leverage those communities, uh, through muse group DAO to deploy future projects. Uh, I think muse NFTs is a phenomenal way to allow uh, people in the content creation space to, to deploy their own NFT programs. Uh, so many of these content creators are artists in their own right. And giving them a platform to be able to leverage their, you know, their fractionalized art projects or whatever it might be is, is a great medium. And then future muses, uh, as a incubator for lack of a better word is, is where I really see a great fledgling projects coming together to, uh, to grow. I mean, imagine if everyone out there had the ability to like drop you a telegram or drop Kane a telegram and be like, yo, this is my idea. This is what I'm going to do. But you know, I mean, these people are all busy, right? And they're like, everyone has a, there's so much shit going on in their own lives. They don't get those opportunities. I think Muse Group DAO becomes the place where it aggregates opportunities, leveraging that in real world, uh, sorry, in real life uh, platform being House of Muse, where they can come in and, and get a chance to meet these people. Uh, and then leveraging the, that, that content creation uh, platform through social Muse to take them to the next level. I mean, my first crypto conference was permissionless and I was there with Kane and we we're walking around seeing the amount of people that would just like try and corner him to, to pitch him was, was mind blowing. Uh, and I feel sorry for a lot of these people. Like they're not going to get the, the time to, to have someone like that, to be in your corner 24 seven to, to give you that mentorship. But if I can be a facilitator of like so many of these great minds being in one space in house of muse, to aggregate the help that uh, instead of just having like three or four people in your corner, you could have 30 or 40 people believing in your project and giving you half an hour, a fortnight or an hour, a fortnight to, uh, to help you with your projects. It really like, it changes the playing field, right? I would have made so many mistakes as a founder had I not had the support from the people I've got. And I want everyone to have that same kind of ability to you know, avoid the pit hole, like the, the, the potholes that exist and also i'm sure you'll agree there is a it's a quagmire of them out there at the moment right because everyone's still building everyone's still creating and you know every day there's, there's something new happening that can change the way a project's success uh chances grow right that makes total sense i i, I mean i i love it i love the overall vision and so then for those that are listening right how how can they get involved as an investor or a holder right now? So we've tried to be a little bit novel in the way that we're launching this, this seed round of funding. Um, obviously, you've got plenty of money out there in this world, even though it's a bear market, as, as long as you're 
you know, creating something interesting and engaging that's you know got a future. I think there's still money out there, um, and I think that's been proven by the conversations I've been having with VCs. Uh, but I didn't want to limit this round to just be a VC round. Uh, there are so many brilliant brains out there, and I want them all to be a part of my community. So we've partnered up with Alien.xyz, an amazing, uh, I guess you'd call it like a crowdfunding platform for crypto. Uh, and we're currently live hosting a retail investor pool on there. Um, basically, the way it works is that it allows anyone to take part. Uh, there is no minimum investment amounts. Uh, you could come in for like $100 if you wanted and become a part of the, uh, the investor community. Um, that'll get you access into our private investor channels on Discords. Uh, and I'm super excited about having all of these amazing people coming in to share their ideas about how we can grow this. If all you do is take on VC cash, you're limiting yourself to you know, like five or six like heavyweights that are going to be giving you their experiences. And, and don't get me wrong, like the VCs out there are critical to you know, helping you grow a project because of the network they bring. But I would absolutely love it if you know, we could get 500 or even a thousand you know smaller private investors uh come in on this round join our discord i mean stuff it if we could get 5,000 private investors come in and they're all doing you know a few hundred bucks each i welcome that because these are the people that are going to that are doing it because they want to be part of your community and then becoming a token holder just gives them that extra level of access into you know the more behind the scenes of what we're doing it helps them have uh, a vote right their community members, their token holders, they'll have the ability to say, have a say in, in where we go next. Um, I'm just one guy. I, I could definitely have the wrong idea about what to do next. And I, I welcome everyone coming in on it. So yeah, I, I think Alien's a brilliant platform. We actually did uh, a part of our pre-seeds uh, through Alien, and it's been a pleasure to work with them. Uh, very uh, conscious that it's a little bit complex of a process for someone that's very like just crypto curious. So uh, the team have put together a really, I'd call it almost like an idiot's guide uh, to investing through the, uh, the Alien protocol on our website, musegroup.io forward slash fundraise. Hopefully you've got some way of uh, throwing that out there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super interesting to, to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna screen share, but we'll put up uh, the process of, to go through with it. I know you guys have created a um, a like a video, an explainer video, which we'll definitely link in the show docs, but then also show into the um, uh, on the screen itself. But you know, I'm I'll, I'm gonna do it right now. So I need to I'm connecting my MetaMask, and also I need to bridge ETH. From, I need to bring each from Ethereum to uh, Optimism, correct? Yeah, so you need to have USDC on uh, Layer 2 Optimism. The first four steps of the process uh, okay. are, are pretty straightforward and, and sort of like linked towards people that may not even have a crypto wallet that wanted to come in and then talking them through that bridging process. Uh, we tried to make it as detailed as possible uh, based off a lot of user testing that we did for people that you know, we're very new to this world. Um, if you've already got USDC on Optimism Layer 2, it's, it's a super quick process to invest. Uh, but getting your USDC onto Layer 2 Optimism is the the part that the, um, the guide on, on our website really helps you get to. 
But yeah, I mean, the process is, is step by step. I'm connecting my wallet right now. Let's see how, how this works. So switch to optimism. Is there a easy, an easy way to link uh, USDC from mainnet to optimism, or do I need to bridge that on my own before, before I, uh, I uh, send it? You need to bridge it on your own first. Uh, Aiden, uh, working on a, not Aiden, sorry, optimism, we're working on a, a faster bridging process. We have been speaking to a few of the different sort of third-party suppliers. And to digress very quickly, this brings me back to that previous comment about the iteration that happens in this world. We launched this pool seven days ago and literally within seven days, we're having people contacting us saying like, hey, we've got this. It can help you do this in like three minutes versus five minutes versus 10 minutes. Um, we decided not to like put too many different options on our website for like teaching the process. We wanted to keep it as as basic as possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just Uniswap uh, was seemed to be the, the easiest mechanism to, to use to, to bridge that across. Uh, okay, I, I use uh, Synapse uh, personally. I'm, I, I hold a bunch of Synapse tokens. I, I'm familiar with the team, but like it's, that's, I'm gonna use that right now for my cross-chain bridge. So let's see, let's see how that works. And I'll, I'm gonna fund it. This thing is uh, is moving a little slow today, my internet, but bear with me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting point about moving slow, right? Uh, I can't wait till we have such large adoption that everything starts moving so much faster. I mean, if the retail banking world moved as slow as like layer one Ethereum can on certain transactions, uh, I don't, don't think consumers would be too happy. So we've we've got a long way to go to, to get things to move as speedily as, as they do in the, you know, the retail banking and finance world. Uh, but once we get there, this is, it's totally unstoppable. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think that just happens over time. So this yeah. is, all right, I approved the transaction. I'm going to bridge it and then uh, I'll fund it on Alen. Appreciate the, uh, the ongoing support, G. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I think what you guys are doing is really cool. Uh, I, I, again, like that's part of my thesis, right? Is like bridging the crypto world into the real world, um, how that works over time. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that that's what you need for, for mainstream adoption, right? That's, that's really what's going to take us to the next level. So that to me is what really excites me uh, and really excites me about the stuff that you're doing. Totally. Um... We're doing a, a few uh, fun uh, collabs on this raise as well uh, through communities that we're, we're close with, uh, like the Synthetics community uh, and the Alluvium community. Uh, and because I'm obviously a huge fan of what you're doing, G, uh, not only just with Admit One, but everything. So I'm sure anyone that's going to come in and, and watch this is, is obviously a huge believer in what you're doing. Uh, I want to offer the same to them. So anyone that watches this podcast and uh, is interested in what we're doing, uh, please visit the website, jump on. Uh, if you do choose to, to take an allocation in the, uh, the alien pool that we've, we've got going live, uh, we're going to run a competition uh, for anyone that's, uh, that comes in uh, for their chance to win a House of Muse uh, membership. Uh, it'll be a limited access one, uh, so time limited, not limited as in what you get, uh, but it will still give you a chance to come in and experience everything that House of Muse is about. 
Um, so just follow the process online, come in on the round, join our discords uh, and verify your transaction on the Collabland link in there. Uh, and then tweet about, uh, tweet about or join the discord. We want to have everyone excited about joining and wanting to tell everyone that they're joining so that uh, the, the hype gets out there. Um, especially in the lead up to uh, ETHCC in Paris coming up or coming up already on. Uh, yeah, when so you're I, you're throwing an event at ETC in Paris, correct? That's I, I believe it's this weekend. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's during the week of ETC, uh, so it's um, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, it's uh, it does as well as the last one did. Um, but uh, excited about it, man. Paris is always a an interesting city to to do events in. Uh, compared to like New York and London, where people are a lot more uh, fluid in the way that they uh, they, they they hop around, but um, excited to uh, to do some fun stuff in Paris. Uh, although I feel like everyone is going to be sweating like crazy with this insane heat that's going on at the moment. <laughs> um, all right, cool, and um, yeah, no, it should it should be fun, um, you know. And then also, I guess the fundraise goes on until the twenty eighth, correct? Yeah, so the retail pulls up until the twenty eighth. Uh, basically the way it works is you all get to come in and, and make an allocation. Uh, that allocation, although it's a commitment to invest, uh, isn't the final commitment. Um, the really cool way that Alien works is that, uh, after you've made your commitments, uh, we'll come back at the end of that pool, uh, with deal terms. Uh, once we present those deal terms to everyone in that pool, you'll have the chance to either approve or reject, uh, the deal terms. Um, we're not just going to pull a number out of midair. We, we've got a, a rough idea of where we'd like to land. Uh, but for the seven days after the pool closes, uh, we're um, going through a process to close a few of the VCs that we want to bring in. Um, we're, we're talking with some you know, great names out there and not VCs that are just money people. Uh, these are crypto native VCs that are leaving our projects and believe in how they can add value to it going into the future. So once we close off the VC round in that week, we'll come back to everyone that's taken an allocation in the pool and be able to notify and say, okay, this VC has led the rounds, uh, you know, with a million dollar check or a $2 million check, wherever it may land at this valuation and give everyone the confidence to then close out their, uh, their investment in, in the Aiden pool, uh, knowing that, you know, some heavyweight VCs have, have backed the project as well. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really cool and interesting. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. It looks like my transaction is going through right now. Um, so that should be hitting in a minute or two. But, you know, by the time this thing airs, the, definitely the transaction will be in there. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about all the things that you're doing. I think it's really cool. I'm excited for us to figure out how we can collaborate together officially, you know, within MIT 190CC on something cool in the future. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I've been excited since day one, you know, uh, when we first started talking back in, uh, in the early, in the early part of this year. So, uh, I think it's really cool looking forward to everything that you're doing for people that wanted to want to make sure, um, that, uh, that they can get more information on all the things that you're doing, where, what's the best place for them to go? Uh, musegroup.io, uh, all of the information about our fundraisers on there, all the information about our companies on there. Uh, if you jump into our Discord, if you jump into the Telegram group for the raise, uh, it's literally me answering, uh, and I love to chat. Um, I'll jump onto a call with anyone anytime that wants to have a chat about this. I'm all about collaboration and building this community, and uh, 
I agree, dude. I think there's like the synergies between what you're doing and what we're doing are, are limitless. And I'm super pumped to uh, to work alongside you with a lot of the cool shit you're doing. Uh, and then all of the other cool stuff that's going to be going on uh, with what we're doing. Um, for anyone out there uh, that's in New York during uh, the 7th till the 28th of September, come down to the House of Muse, even if you're not a token holder, come knock on the door, say you listen to G's podcast and I'll be there and I'll come let you in. Let's have fun together. Let's collaborate together. You'll meet crazy lunatics like Jameis from Please Dow, who's got crazy ideas of stuff he wants to throw into the house for those uh, those three weeks. Like you might even meet G if you're lucky, <laughs> if he's down there. Um, we're going to have an amazing artist uh, painting over the entire three weeks, a huge mural that's going to be splits uh, over like a thousand different segments that will all be uh, tokenized and auctioned off uh, during the uh, the event. That piece will then end up actually in the uh, Shanghai Museum of Modern Art uh, so that all of your pieces can come together in an offsite like physical. There's just so much cool stuff we're going to be doing. Uh, I know that you want to keep doing cool stuff. I want to keep doing cool stuff. And unless we build a really amazing community, uh, both what, like what you're doing, what I'm doing, uh, we're never going to get there. It's not about G money. It's not about Lucas. It's about the communities that we build uh, around us that are going to help us get there. All right. Awesome. Well, Lucas, thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to everything you're doing. Um, you guys check it out. Go, go to musegroup.io. Uh, check it out. Check the fundraise. I think that, uh, what the stuff that they're doing is super cool and uh we'll uh we'll chat with you guys later and, and looking forward to all the cool stuff that you guys are doing awesome man really appreciate you you having me on uh and yeah i can't reiterate enough anyone that wants to have a chat like i said it's literally me that will be writing back on discord and telegram so jump in and uh and hit me up with any questions you got all right awesome all right thanks so much lucas thanks for taking the time really appreciate the time man cheers